and welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, the podcast home of all things Southern, Spooky, and today, Swampy. Not me. (laughs) I'm your Carolina girl, Heather. And I'm your Florida man, Tony. And we'd like to invite you to our social media hangouts. Indeed. We have Facebook, we have Instagram, Mm -hmm. we have a Patreon, and Tony is starting to put together a YouTube channel. I am. By the way, at the moment, the video part of the channel will be mostly just imagery set to podcast audio. So reach out to us if you'd like to help us with the imagery. We'd love to add art of spooky topics to the mix. We have a few pieces, but we're always going to need more. Absolutely. And I'm always down to see spooky art. So oh, absolutely. Yeah, even if it doesn't fit one of the themes we're on, show me your spooky art! <laughs> Says one artist to all the others. Mm-hmm. And once again, Happy New Year at the time of this recording. We're in our first week of 2023. Yep. And what's special about today's episode? It's our 35th episode? It is. Can you believe that? We talk a lot. We do. We talk a lot. But only on the microphone. Yes. (laughs) Today, we're discussing a fabulous phenomenon that I recall from my middle school years. The discovery of the Carolina cryptid, or if I say that in accent, Carolina cryptid, called the Lizard Man. Okay, so when you originally told me about this, I thought somebody was parroting it. Oh, Oh, like this was totally made up? Yeah, it's like, oh, everybody has their own cryptid, we have a Lizard Man. Really? Okay, well, you're not wrong. (laughs) It is entirely possible that it's just a made-up thing, but it's kind of a big deal. I mean, there was a whole media blitz that went out after this, so... Yeah, it's got real stories and real people and... Oh, well then. I mean, it's kind of silly sounding, but it's also just kind of awesome. So joining the ranks of Nessie and Bigfoot and the like, we have our own cryptid creature, and it lives near Bishopville. Wait, we go through Bishopville all the time. When we go to the (laughs) beach, we drive right through Bishopville. I'm not surprised. That's like, what is it called? A PD? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so the tourism website for Bishopville describes the town thus. Located in Lee County in the PD region of South Carolina. C P yeah. That's one of yeah the, the state's divided E D E E P D. The state is divided into regions and that's one of them. Yes. Um, named for swamp and river and the three thousand plus residents of the city of Bishopville enjoy small town living with quick and easy access to the larger cities of Florence, Sumter, Camden, and Columbia. Uh, and just a also, note And they also get to eat canes. <laughs> yes. Just to note, these are not big towns. They're no. moderate, but they're not big. Well Columbia's big, but Big-ish. like Florence. It doesn't compare to like Atlanta. No. They are they're being generous with their statements of larger yeah canes if anyone's wondering and we should really cover that sometime is the most amazing barbecue place in florence but it's only open kind of on the weekends i will go out of my way to eat there and like anytime we go out that way we stop and we eat at canes if it's the weekend yes if not we just sort of sadly pass it by and wish it were the weekend bishop bill is proud to be the home of the historic bishopville opera house the south carolina cotton museum Mm -hmm. the james house Pearl Friars Topiary Garden, and many more attractions. Lee State Park, Lake Ashwood, and Interstate 20 are just minutes away from the heart of the town. So this is the setting for our drama. At some point, I'll have to mention the Pearl Friar Topiary Garden as well. That's really cool. Do you remember being in the eighth grade? Vaguely, yes. I absolutely have 
wretched memories of most of middle school, but I recall being in the eighth grade when all of this came out. Now, keep in mind, this was like newspaper articles, TV reports. The state newspaper held a contest for best short story about the provenance of the creature. Yeah. My dad and I even co-wrote a story and submitted it, but alas, we did not win. Oh, no. So what was all the kerfuffle about? Kerfuffle. That is indeed a wonderful Scottish word, isn't it? In the dark hours of the morning of June 29th, 1988, a teenage Christopher Davis... I was nine. Which means I was probably 12. Mm. Back then, that would have been gross. A teenage Christopher Davis was driving home from work along the edge of Scape or Swamp, which I think is like the worst name for any place. It's just not romantic at all. Or O R E scape or yes, as in iron and mineral or not a paddle. Yes, as is the way in any self-respecting horror film, which this isn't. His car got a flat because why not? Because why not? <laughs> would you have gotten out? Probably you would. You know me. Uh, yeah, you're. You'd probably just have hung out for the night. I'm probably the guy who would walk up to Bigfoot and be like, "Yo, shake." Were this me, I'd be sitting there a long time debating whether I should get out or not. Of course, in the 8th grade, I wouldn't have been driving. Oh my god! There's a guy outside, and he has a hook for a hand! Can we meet him? (laughs) No. Bad idea. I wonder if your insurance covers that kind of damage. What, stupidity? Probably. No, like, hook damage to the paint. Act of... serial killer? Vandalism, at minimal. Vandalism, yes. So, Christopher, Mr. Davis, elected to get out of the car, change the tire, and he did. So, what happened next? He survived. His car, however, came home rather damaged. So, according to Mr. Davis, what caused the damage had blazing red eyes, green scaly skin, long black claws on its three fingers, well, three fingers per hand, I guess, and stood a staggering seven feet tall. Uh, I was going to say alligator until the seven feet tall thing. Yeah, if alligators could stand upright, maybe. We'd be screwed if they could stand upright. <laughs> they would walk really awkward. I mean, like, bears don't walk I very I think they well. would walk more like kangaroo. I love that their, we're considering the anatomy of this. Most of their weight are in their tails, the alligator. Interesting. Yes. So anyway, the boy jumped into his car for safety, and the lizard man attacked the vehicle, ripping off the mirror, gouging in the roof, Davis then stood on his brakes, causing the creature to roll off the car, giving Davis enough time to flee. Now, none of this was known initially. The first actual report of anything was made to the police on July 14th, which was two weeks later. Yeah, okay. Another car, not too far from the swamp, had also been attacked during the night. Fenders had been ripped off, the antenna was bent, deep scratches along the body and the chrome trim. You know what? After all that damage, how dare they bend the antenna? (laughs) I don't know. What reptiles do you know, Mr. I live in the swamp sometimes man, has such a vendetta against cars? You know, I would suggest any any former pet owner who had... Because reptiles, when you make them mad, they stay mad forever. Oh, joy. Yes. So anybody who had actually owned like a Komodo dragon or something oh. like that, they probably pissed it off, and now it's wreaking its vengeance. <laughs> so curiously, if not conveniently, Christopher Davis didn't mention his harrowing encounter with the creature until after this report. Yeah. One Sheriff Liston Truesdale. That just what a name. Could it sound more Southern, Sheriff? Noted that this was the start of 
all kinds of claims that poured into his office. Now, Jan Easterling was a newspaper reporter for the state, which is the South Carolina. South Carolina paper, yeah. yeah. It is. And she was tasked with covering everything that happened in the mostly rural counties east of Columbia. I think she had three regions to cover. So she often contacted the sheriff for updates, and sometimes he would invite her to come out with him, or follow, I guess, to check out, hey, I got a weird tip, you want to come? Hey, that kind of sounds weird in itself. Small town stuff in the 80s? Uh, that's true. I mean, maybe, I guess. Maybe not today, you just skim the internet, but back then. So he invited her to check out this report, and she agreed. Yeah. Now, initially, she wrote about 200 words on the strange occurrence, and Easterling had no idea that the story would capture the world's curiosity. Well, whoever was paying attention. Not everyone's heard about it, but at the time, I think everywhere did hear about it for a little while. The state put the story on its Tuesday front page with the exciting headline, Lizard Man Lurking in Lee County Swamp. Bishopville will join a select group of places known for spawning monsters that haunt the imagination. That day, a Columbia radio station, WCOS, read the story on air and offered what was then the eye-popping reward with a touch of sarcasm. One million dollars. For the capture of the creature. Over the course of the summer for 1988, more cars in the vicinity of Skateboar Swamp were brutally attacked and chewed on. And more people reported seeing an enormous scaly green man lurking in the woods and swamps. And the police were called out. The sheriff made plaster casts. If you look them up, you can find pictures of the plaster casts of the enormous three-toed footprints left behind in the thick swamp mud. So coverage by newspapers and media resulted in increased attention about the claims. And local businesses decided what could be more American than selling t-shirts. Lizard man t-shirts. And the local chamber of commerce really wasn't unhappy about this. They were encouraging the media attention as good for the community. Yeah, they probably changed the high school mascot to the Lizard Man or something. I think they did. Are you serious? I'm trying to remember. I may have written it down, but I do remember all of this happening. And again, 1988. There was no internet yet. So... I will say it once and I will say it again. The 80s is just a bad hangover from the 70s. That could explain a lot. On August 5th, Kenneth Orr, not to be O-R-R, not... O-R-E. Yeah, not like the swamp, was an airman stationed at Shaw Air Force Base. um, He filed a police report alleging that he encountered the lizard man on Highway 15 and he had shot and wounded it. He presented several scales and a small quantity of blood as evidence. It sounds like he's got some sort of um, reliquary of this thing. Right. Saint Lizard. Uh, <laughs> he recanted his account so, two days later. So Saint Lizard, does he reside in Istanbul? I'm ignoring you. <laughs> or recanted this account two days later when he was arraigned for unlawfully carrying a pistol. <laughs> so you shot it, did, did you? <laughs> and the misdemeanor offense of filing a false police report by Sheriff Liston Truesdale. Not to mention discharging firearms within city limits. Okay. If he did, in fact, shoot like, I mean, yeah. According to Orr, he had hoaxed the sighting to keep stories about the Lizard Man in circulation. But then, as the cooler climbs of fall approached, the Lizard Man seemingly receded back into the swamp, and his summertime reign of terror had ended. But a legend remained. 
and Elton John wrote a song. Did he? No, no. But I was it, about to say, well, lizard man! <laughs> your candle went out, but your legend never did. <laughs> so a skeptical... I, invest- I actually wanted to do it over Rocket Man, but... Okay, well, that works. Moving on! <laughs> skeptical investigator Ben Radford states that the details of Chris Davis's story don't hold up under scrutiny. Over weeks and months and repeated retellings, the details changed many times. Mm. The creature had scales until the creature was covered with mud. The distance between Davis and the creature when he first saw it sort of changed, shifted, and whether or not it actually attacked the car were also variable. So Radford wondered how Davis was able to see the details of the lizard man creature at 2 a.m. in a heavily wooded area with a purportedly dim moon. Now, I did look this up. There was a full moon. I tried to see if that was an overcast night, but there was not really a record of that. So I don't know. But then again, I've not been in swamps at night if I can avoid it. How visible if, is the moon usually if it, if it is on a road? A, if, a, if it is a full moon, yeah, it's bright because there's no light pollution or That's anything true. like that. It is, I mean, to the point in which I wouldn't even use a flashlight on a full moon night. Like, I would just walk the road because I could see me. You can see in the dark. Well, but still, me personally, I could see everything going on around me. So, living in the swamps, if it's dark, if there's no light pollution... And it's bright outside, it's perfectly fine. So, what if it was slightly overcast? Do we still get like an over oh, a you'd glow? Still, you'd still get a glow. Okay. It would be a little harder to see, but you could still come off of so a glow. So, this kid could probably tell that there was something. Oh, yeah. So, if this was an aggressive creature, why were there no other credible sightings? According to Radford, the timing of Davis's story didn't make sense. If Davis saw the creature in the shadows while he was closing the trunk of his car... Davis still had to get back in the car and take off, yet he claims the creature was so fast that it caught up to the car when he was doing 40 miles per hour. 63 kilometers an hour? Do you just do this in your head? I do. What, <laughs> what was it? Do you have 64. Oh, okay. So I was 60, trying to point it out Sorry, here. I did not see it. 64 kilometers <laughs> per hour. So, <laughs> after investigating, Radford states that the polygraph test was administered to Davis, which I never actually encountered that until he mentions it, but uh, this test was probably a publicity stunt by Southern Marketing Inc., a company that was arranging personal appearances for Davis. Another curious issue was that there are no photographs of the damage to Davis's car, which provides some evidence that anything happened. There are photos of Christopher Davis, you can see them, you look them up, and I think in the way the picture's arranged, you can see the corner of his car, but it's just a corner of the car, you don't see the damage specifically one would think that if you went through something that traumatic you would go home and yes this is the 80s but it was still even true back then and start taking pictures because insurance right i was thinking that too but then again he's 17 maybe his parents would be like what did you do to the car and if he was attacked by a wild animal it would be considered an act of god which means it would probably be covered hmm Newspaper accounts give various descriptions of the damage to the car, and in one local newspaper, Davis is quoted as saying he escaped with no more than a scratch on his fender, and of course, in other accounts, we already mentioned that it tore up his roof, and etc., etc. Yeah. Radford states that Davis's report is quite literally incredible, riddled by both implausibilities and impossibilities. It may be sincere, or it may be a hoax, but in either event, no hard evidence of the creature has been found. So, maybe? Then, maybe not? Over the decades, there's Schrodinger's lizard man! Which is, you know, kind of the thing with all cryptids. That's the whole point, isn't it? You know, is it real? Is it not? We don't know. Right. Over the decades, there have been sightings on occasion and a smattering of automobile maulings. Interesting how no one is ever actually hurt, just the car. 
Maybe it just has a thing with cars. Maybe, maybe it's just, just like shiny. A, maybe it's just offended by cars. Or at least offended. Offended by cars, yes. It's always in the vicinity of the swamp, which also makes sense. I would hate for it to like show up at a used parking lot or something. Used right. car lot. <laughs> you imagine that? Like you're walking your dog in the dog park and all of a sudden there's this big reptile man walking through. Like, sup? Hi, yeah. Carl. <laughs> With his little iguana on a leash. <laughs> right. But nothing like that summer of 1988 when the lizard man made his presence and his appetite for cars known. Hi, Bob. How's the wife? Fine. How's yours? Eh, she's holding down the clutch. Wow. In 2008, CNN mentioned the lizard man legend in a story about a couple in Bishopville who reported damage to their vehicle, including blood traces. The blood traces were subsequently found to be from a domestic dog... Ooh. Though the local sheriff suggested it might have been a coyote or a wolf. So we have to assume, did they just hit a dog and not know what they did? Don't know. Oh my god, you hit spot! No, woman, it was the lizard man. No, dude, you just nailed a dog. No, it was the lizard man. <laughs> Get your story straight. <laughs> okay, in 2015, a local television station, WCIV... Featured photos and videos from, you know, claimed to be the Lizard Man. Yeah. Allegedly taken by one Jim Wilson and other unidentified individuals. Okay. A photograph of the creature was taken by a woman with her cell phone as she left church. It's a little too good. Oh. And it's one of those where it's kind of obviously a person in a suit. Several people have seen this and the people who really actually firmly believe in the Lizard Man are up are like horrified by it because they're like it looks stupidly fake it's like i'm imagining like a really bad like a really bad alligator costume with like the head cut out (laughs) so like you just see the guy's face underneath the alligator's head i will look up the picture and see if i can link it because it's kind of adorable and he's just like your lizard man your and just runs off okay it kind of looks like something out of the valley of guanji why does that sound so familiar it's another one of those sort of reptile movies that came out after Godzilla. Oh, okay. Oh, and even Stephen Colbert weighed in on this one. Of he course did, he did. Because he, of course, is from South Carolina. Yeah. But he, too, was like, oh, my God, this is stupid. He basically said, well, it is at least proof that there's a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you you weren't living here at the time, but you might have remembered that it was happening, the big solar eclipse we had oh, in yeah. 2017. Mm-hmm. The South Carolina Emergency Management Division tweeted a warning about possible lizard man reappearances during the great American solar eclipse of 2017. They weren't sure because it wasn't clear if this apparently nocturnal creature would be befuddled when dusk arrived in the middle of the day. I mean, they were just teasing, obviously, but, you know, apparently lizard man isn't on Twitter. Well, that sucks. Well, just, actually, that's not just, true. Just maimed a car, LOL, LOL, gearing up for Friday. I have to say that's not true. There is someone who has a Twitter for the Lizard Man that I don't think he's literate, but, and I, upon my research, he has sent out about 28 tweets, but, so anyway, <laughs> Bishopville itself kind of really embraced the Lizard Man, and then it kind of then pushed it away, it because they've been alternately revered and mocked for this cryptid. Yeah. Because it does kind of sound silly, and especially with that one picture of it, the rubber suit. In the summer of 1988, journalists documented the way locals were fretting about how their town must look to the outside world because, you know, as southern people, this is a thing we care about. 
worried that the community's integrity was being traded at for a shot at prosperity. Mm. Sheriff Truesdale, remember him? Yeah. Said that the joke was on the outsiders. After all, they were the ones traveling to a swamp in South Carolina in the dead of summer, which anyone who has ever been to our area in the summer... Even back in 1988, I would not do that. Well, but that's there were one of those tourists. ones that you go, like, you're, you're going into the swamp in the middle of the summer looking for a lizard man. The only thing you're going to get going into that swamp is looking for trouble. Oh, yeah. Because, again, it's hot. Yes. And I don't know from how far away these people were coming, but apparently, according to the people who track these things, there were people coming. They were coming from all over. Um, now, if they were kind of semi-local and lived in marshy areas and know about the swamp, great. If you're coming from a place that you're not familiar with the swamp, I know just enough that I know I'm not going in there because if you step in water that you can't see where you're stepping, there's probably something under there. Well, it's one of those things of, oh, you came to the south to look into a swamp and you're wearing loafers and khakis. Yeah. You're going to die. You've had that happen, have you? Yeah, you used to take tours, if you will, out into the swamps in Florida, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They and probably brought their small, little, yappy-type dogs with them. <laughs> only once, and they, they learned not to do that because they ended up spending the whole hike holding the dog up because okay. every time the dog would run forward, it gets struck at by a snake or an alligator. So, and, and you also get to learn about leeches and alligator snapping turtles and mosquitoes. Yes, yes. yeah. In, in the South, we have things that are um, more deadly than the lizard man. Yeah, uh, yeah, and in a, a much bigger number. Yes, because I told you about the poor lady who <laughs> um, took her dog to one of the marshes in Disney. No, this was or, not Disney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this right. This was this around the coast. Yeah. Polly's Island. Yeah, I can't remember if I mentioned it here before, but Polly's Island Ranger told me about this once. This some lady with a small yappy type dog and New York license tags thought her dog would like to cool off in the marsh, and it ended up as a snack. Yes, yes, he did, and that, and I thought that was horrible, but also slightly funny. And the oh my god, yeah, it's the, just to say, like I would never take on traveling in the snow because I don't know what to do. But I just, I don't know. Well, swamps was, are kind of a dangerous it, thing. If you don't know what you're doing, don't I, go in there. I feel sorry for them. It was like that couple in Florida. They went to Disney. Oh yeah, and they thought their three year old would like to play in the water in the middle of the night. Questionable. I mean, yes, that's a horrifying thing to have happen, but also, there's a pool. Yeah, like, seriously, the child... I just have a thing about any water that I can't see through, I don't want to get in. And in southern states, that is a big fear. Yeah. It's not just a fear, it's a reality. It's a danger. Not only do we have alligators. Oh, yeah. We have water moccasins, which can bite you underneath underwater. Oh, yeah, that's where they live. We have a southern type of piranha. And they nibble. They they won't yeah. they won't not like the movie where they just swarm you and eat you. No, no. But they will cause damage. They will bite you and you will get an infection. Could possibly kill you. We have things like malaria here. Yeah. Anywhere we have mosquitoes, there's all kinds of we keep every summer we get all sorts of warnings about the mosquitoes have this, this and this this summer. Yeah, like oh yeah. West, West Nile, malaria. It's like, are you serious right now? So, yeah, it may not have been as bad, and especially it wasn't as hot back in the 80s, but still, you got to admire the chutzpah, if you will, of people who are like, let's go to the swamps in South Carolina. Right. Anyway, so even Christopher Davis, who became famous for his sighting, initially kept his story to himself, as we heard, because he thought people wouldn't believe him. There is this wide consensus that he was genuinely frightened by the encounter. Speaking briefly with the Post and Courier... His aunt said he was terribly upset that night. He was horrified. 
and she said the experience really affected him. Now, he would eventually say that the experience really hadn't been worth it. Easterling, the reporter, the reporter yeah. caught up with him after all the frenzy died down, and she reported that he had left his high school basketball team, quit his fast food job because of interviews and public appearances had taken up so much of his time. And then he quickly fell from the public eye. Now, I didn't put it in my script, but I remember he said all of this brought him in about $3,000. Wow. Which is kind of a lot for a 17-year-old back in the 80s, but, you know, that only goes so far. Yeah. He didn't... Now, this is something I had not known before either. He didn't reappear in the news until 2009 when a group, group of men broke into his Sumter County home, robbed him, and murdered him. Holy crap. And then, once he had died, the killing inspired a wave of headlines about the demise of the Lizard Man witness. So that's how this poor kid was known. Oh, wow. By then, he wasn't a kid. Yeah. So there is a restaurant. You know how, like, out by um, Area 51 or in that vicinity, there's that Little Alien? Inn? The Little Alien, Inn, which yes. is awesome. Who used to watch about all sorts of weird, creepy destinations back on Discovery channel back in the day. Who's actually been to the little alien? Of course you have. <laughs> so our version of that, yeah. there's a restaurant called Harry and Harry 2. That's T-O-O. Run by Mr. Harry Elmore and his father, who is also... Also Harry Elmore. Yeah. It, Junior likes the idea of adding memorabilia to the decor and kind of, sort of accidentally made a destination for cryptozoologists and lizard man fans. Okay. Um, and of course there's a lizard man sandwich on the menu. I understand originally it was something chicken, and uh, at last reporting it was like a pimento burger. Um, One would expect it would be something like alligator tail. You would think, but you don't find that a lot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. around here. Even though it, I don't know, that's sort of seen as a backwoods thing. It's very good, though. Yeah. So you've said, I've never had it. But then again, I've never even had venison. I have had bison. I've had frog's legs. That was a, an experience. Okay, back to Harry Elmore. His interest was more of a family legend and not just business the reason yeah. they had all of this memorabilia his uncle lucius or lucius probably is lucius worked in a butterbean shelling shack again you can find pictures of this and got mad when people kept stealing the ac unit so he allegedly made a suit that might have been the lizard man to scare people off or at least the ac thief and evidently it worked <laughs> The AC units were never stolen after that. So instead of a, instead of a scarecrow, he made a scare thief? Y yeah. Wow. However, Harry has never been able to get a straight answer out of his pranked Sir Uncle about whether or not he was the source of the cryptid tales. He would never confirm nor deny, and it was even mentioned in his eulogy, that the pastor might be burying the, the lizard man. Wow. And here is an interesting point of consensus. Yeah. The man most responsible for the legend's stature is Sheriff Liston Truesdale. Yeah. Truesdale didn't dismiss reports like they do in every horror movie ever. Right. Looking at you, killer clowns. <laughs> and gremlins. Uh, um, well, and, and ghoulies and critters. and he any, didn't, ho <laughs> any horror movie from the 80s. Yeah. Truesdale did not dismiss the reports like Davis's, even if he did crack a few jokes in the papers about what was lurking in the woods. He didn't feel he could write them off because, after all, something was frightening people who he found reputable. I mean, that would... It's just good police work. You don't yeah. just go, oh, that's fake, and move on. You go, okay, maybe you're exaggerating, but it's still something we should look into. Right. Like, I don't think he actually thought there was a real lizard man, but he's like, there's something. Yeah. 
And there's, and who knows, you know, there are always new creatures being discovered. Usually not big ones, but sometimes. Yeah. So in 2010, a TV program, Destination Truth, featured the legendary creature. Children's books such as Maniacal Monsters and Bizarre Beasts, which sounds awesome, include the monster in their bestiaries. Uh, Linda Godfrey's 2014 book, American Monsters... A History of Monster Lore, Legends, and Sightings in America includes a chapter on the Lizard Man. Oh, wow. I need to read this book. It does sound pretty good. Um, there's a cryptozoologist, Lyle Blackburn's 2013 mm-hmm. book, Lizard Man, The True Story of the Bishopville Monster. It's been around. Yeah. Um, the Lizard Man has also appeared on the sci-fi show Fact or Faked, which I've watched. With Jonathan Frakes. In an episode titled Reptile Rampage. Yeah. Now, this is the part you're going to love. There is a festival kind of recently developed called the lizard man stomp oh wow it's kind of up there with the okra strut which happens in my town <sighs> okay we've got the peach festival we've had the poultry fest i mean yep. every little town in the state and probably other states have their little festivals and indeed they do and the first one was held in june of 2022 i have to admit i kind of want to go now yeah and Given that 2022, we're still kind of coming out of the COVID stuff, it had an attendance of about 700. Which is not bad for a small town like that. It was that. very heavily themed. Well, if they have a if they have a population of 3,000, 700 show up. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a pretty good turnout. And it had Lizard Man everything. Oh, oh And yeah. everything was very green. No doubt. So, I mean, they even had, like, lemonade that was green. I, I imagine they just pulled out a bunch of St. Patty's Day's recipes, and they're like, green everything. Right. <laughs> they even had, because, of course, they do this, they had, like, one of those little child pageants, which kind of creeps me out in and of itself, but the winners of the beauty pageant had, like, this really cute beaded lizard tiara that went with it. Okay, so we talk about a lot of creepy stuff on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, we we range the gamut from Lizard Man to the Ghost of Polly's Island. But out of everything, the most creepy thing I can think of is a child pageant. Yeah. Those moms creep me the hell out. I've never encountered any of this in real life. I'm sure we've seen the shows on TV. But yeah, they, I did find some pictures of the girls and they are like not even 12. Did no one learn anything from John Bonet? something else we should look into right so if one if our local people are ever in bishopville mm-hmm. now you can tell i watched a lot of the cool stuff on travel channel and, and discovery because oh, yeah. several of these are on there you are might go to admire the button king's button covered hearse or see the cotton museum which yes that's a real thing by the way the cotton museum houses all sorts of lizard man merchandise and memorabilia because they just figured it needed to go somewhere and seeing as how cotton is now pretty much manufactured instead of grown and picked. Yeah. So now we do pass a lot of cotton fields on the way to the beach. Well, that, but they, they have machines that do oh, it yeah. now. Which is impressive. Yep. So if you're ever in Bishopville, you can keep an eye out for Lizard Man stuff, the Lizard Man food, or yep. maybe even the Lizard Man himself. And if you're that close, hit us up and we'll hang out. Totally. So we have come to the end mm-hmm. of another fascinating tale of the South and some of its weirdness. Most of its weirdness. <laughs> Little bits at a time. And even yeah. though I grew up hearing a lot of this, so many of these details, yeah, 
I'd never actually known about until I was researching the project. Of course, I was in eighth grade, and we didn't have the internet back then. And yeah. sit there in front of one of the... <laughs> Our internet was going to the damn library. Yeah. Using those, like, screen... Th- I can't even think of what they're called now. Oh, the ones where you can, like, view the uh Yeah, the it looked newspapers. like a giant Viewmaster kind yeah. of thing. I hate myself. I can't think of it now. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I have. I feel like I've done all the talking. I'm so sorry. It's all right. I don't know if this is up there with the Yeti or, like, the Jersey Devil, but I usually list... Spring Hill Jack. Oh, yeah. I list the Lizard Man as one of my personal favorites when asked about my top cryptid, because in the circles we run around in, this comes up sometimes. What's your favorite cryptid? You know, I get asked that a lot, and it's I love the idea of the Yeti. Of course. Because, I don't know, I think it's the more plausible of them, of them all. Okay. I like the black-eyed kids. I think the story is creepy, or... You know, but if we're talking about cryptids, anything ghosty, cryptidy, stuff like that, look into the Japanese legends because those Ooh. are just scary. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, we get some stuff that is creepy. Oh, yeah, it's a little creepy. Oh, that's, you know, that that's kind of weird. But when you get into some, like, Japanese folklore and stuff, those are when you're like, okay, now I'm freaking scared and I'm not going to sleep. Yeah, I'm rather glad, no offense, I'm glad that that's not in the South because ish. Yeah. Just a little bit, you've told me anything that scares you. I'm like, nope, no thank you. It still scares me to this day, the girl who lives in the cracks. That is scary crap. All right, so if anyone's curious, Google it. (laughs) Obviously, Lizard Man is mine, but I think um, being of vaguely Scots-Irish heritage, I think Nessie is my second favorite. Because, of course. Yeah. Aye, Nessie. Aye. Yep. Aye, she's my fave. I'm... You Carolina girl, Heather. And I'm your not Scottish Florida man, Tony. I was hoping you'd say I'm your lizard man. <laughs> so please recommend us to people I you like. I want to be your lizard man. Or punish people you don't like with our podcast and they can hear Tony sing. Yes. We don't mind. Consider sending us some art for our YouTube channel. Would love it. And donating to Patreon. Yes. You're no longer shopping us, for Christmas. This will keep us going. Yeah. So until next time. Bye, bye, y'all. Lizard Man will go down in his story. Oh, my gosh. Oh, stop. You look like you could use a cool glass of haterade. <laughs>